Welcome to our brand new podcast. Uh, we're calling it Get to Know, and this is a chance for us to get to know people in the community, and uh, we want you to also get to know some of the people that we work with here at Channel 2. So uh, we've started right at the top. Our uh, general manager, Gray Soaps, is our first guest on our very first podcast, Get to Know. And Gray, first and foremost, number one, thank you for being my guinea pig. Right, right, absolutely, glad to do it. And number two, as uh, as a general manager of a TV station, we want to get to know what goes on behind the scenes because I know a lot of people uh, watch our TV station, they see certain people on TV, but they may not realize the support staff that we have, starting with you as as our uh, general manager. Well, I, I I will tell you, you know, the first rule of a uh, general manager is don't lose the license, the FCC <laughs> license. And, and so that's those those are the things that we you know we want to make sure that we're focused on doing the things that we're supposed to be doing, living up to our license, doing supporting the community, keeping the community safe, uh, doing the things that we have to do that that are tenants of our of our FCC license. So that's part of it. But the good part about who we are, especially here at News Two, we have such a good group of people from leadership all the way down that. You know, my job's actually pretty easy when things are going well because we have such good people around here. Um, we have our moments. You know how it is when we yeah. get severe weather or something like that. It's all hands on deck, and, and, you know, we've got support staff going all over the place. We've got a lot of technical things going on, you know, from our engineering department. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. But I think the biggest thing that I try to do from my perspective is to create a culture that people love and that people that want to be I call it the gate test you open the door and see which people which way people run whether they run in or they run out well I you just celebrated your fourth anniversary as our general yes. manager yeah. but Charleston is not new to you this has been your home and I remember when uh, we had the announcement of a new general manager and we were wondering who it might be and then we heard oh Grace Oaks <laughs> from Berkeley County Monk's That's Corner right. That's right. So tell us uh, the process, maybe even going back beyond that, because Charleston's been in your blood for a long time. Tell us the process of how you got to this point in your career. Well, going back, you know, just starting from the beginning and talk about family. Um, my family's been here for a very long time. Um, and in fact, I think you know everybody, or everybody well, knows you. But I mean, even we've got relatives that, that immigrated here from Scotland before the Revolutionary War. Uh, that settled in Berkeley County. Uh, my great-grandfather, uh, Charlie Ballantyne, was the sheriff of Berkeley County for uh, almost 20 years. Um, so all the Russells and the Ballantines in Berkeley County, those are all relatives of mine. Uh, so roots run for really deep. And so therefore, it means a lot more to me here about how what we do. I shouldn't say more to me than other people, but I, it's a different perspective and a different outlook. Um, you know, I started in radio mm -hmm. here, selling selling uh, radio advertising 25, 26 years ago. With That's WTMA. probably where we first crossed paths. Yeah, WTMA, you know, Dan Moon and, and uh, his morning show, which was the, the show to listen to on the radio in the mornings. Um, and so that kind of got me started in the world of broadcast mm -hmm. and uh, just on the radio side. And, you know, worked at another station here in the market and then moved to Tampa. Um, spent 10 years in Jacksonville, and I was at the station, uh, the Media General Station in Jacksonville, when Nexstar, uh, the company that, that our company now, right. bought that station uh, and worked with them for nine years. Um, and 
And so that, as I moved, I moved back home, South Carolina, moved to Myrtle Beach, and then as Nextstar was buying stations in here, I, I in South Carolina buying all the media general properties here, that's when I reconnected with the leadership in our company now, and they were uh, so good to me and and off, offered me this opportunity to, to come home. Uh, and I, that means a lot to them to have people that from the markets and understand the market and and care about who the people in that market and it makes just a tremendous difference for them um, for to have someone like that in the in in a, in a place where they grew up and where they came from and they know the people you and i share a love for baseball i know yeah. you you go way back playing american legion oh, yeah. you know yeah yeah i mean i you know it was american legion was my favorite time uh of baseball because you know Monk's Corner combined with Somerville mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. And, you know, we, we didn't, you know, Somerville was so good back then that we didn't have a lot of players from Monk's Corner that were playing right. on, the, on the Legion team. Yeah, Jimmy Harrell and Stanford Jennings. And, I've heard those names before. Yeah, they were pretty good athletes back in the day. Um, and so I kind of rode the pine for a long time and um, got to play behind Jimmy for a couple of years uh, at shortstop. And then. Pete Myers, who was our coach, was kind enough to let me start one year, uh, <laughs> and uh, before I got out, I'm too old to play Legion. But uh, yeah, it was. Oh man, I tell you what, that was playing three nights a week: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you know, playing. It was man, it was a good time. Good group of people too. I think all of us here at the station, when you come by and you'll pop in our office, you always have a good story to tell about uh, days gone by and and people that uh, you know are, are huge community people. Is there any one story? I know you've told many about anybody in this community that you just you just always remember a story. Oh my gosh, Rob! There's so many, and and to try to to try to pick one, I, I will tell you this story, and it's about family, and I, it's one of my it's one of my favorite stories. There was an article written in the Charleston Magazine, I think it's 2015. It's called Moonshine Over Hellhole Swamp. Okay, and that was about. Back in the days when they were when moonshining was a big deal and Al Capone was coming to Berkeley County to get moonshine, they said that they built a railway all the way from Jamestown, <laughs> South Carolina to Chicago just to ship moonshine on it. It was a great, it was a, a great story. But that was back when my great grandfather was sheriff, and so the 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 governor at that time, Governor Richards, was a teetotaler, and I mean the trains didn't even run on Sunday. Well, apparently, my great-grandfather was having these picnics, so to speak, when the General Assembly would let out on yeah. the Santee River, and they'd all <laughs> gather around there and eat, and, and I'm sure they were imbibing at, at time. Well, the governor found out about it, and he had my great-great-great-grandfather removed from office because of it, because, you know, the only person that can remove a sitting sheriff from office in South Carolina is a governor, is the governor. So... They they took him out of took Charlie Ballantyne out of out of office, and they were both up for re-election eleven months after that. Wow. Well, Richards doesn't get re-elected, <laughs> but my great great grandfather does, and so he's back <laughs> in as sheriff. And Richards is gone. It's one of my you know one of my favorite stories. Could that be that karma? Time. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of different stories. You know, they called it Bloody Berkeley back then, and it was a tough place, man. That Jamestown area, and that, you know, that was a it was some tough people back in that that time, and. It was a real, real interesting time in the history of Berkeley County and of the Low Country, just in general. And from a personal standpoint, you have a lovely wife, and you have two beautiful daughters, yep. and uh, so obviously they're happy to be back here. I know the girls are 
in oh, school yeah. or, you know? Yeah, so my oldest daughter, Chandler, uh, you know, she's in her last semester of law school at University of South Carolina, getting ready to graduate in a few months. Okay. Uh, Candace, the youngest one, worked out an extra semester at Clemson, <laughs> so she got another football season, which is really smart. A lot of kids work. do that. Ah, well, why not? It's Clemson. Yes. Right? And, and, you know, it's a tough world out here, so stay in school as long as you can. <laughs> There's probably something that people don't realize about you is it, you're a general manager of a TV station here in Charleston, but you have a brother who's a general manager yes. of a TV station in Orlando. I don't know if I've ever uh, come across uh, two brothers who are general manager, brother, sister, whatever yeah. it might be, two siblings. Yeah, John. so my, my younger brother. Younger um, brother, yeah. Yeah, younger brother John who went to South Carolina. And we got into the business in two different avenues. I mean, I started locally at, in the radio but he started at the national rep firm in Atlanta. As a, you know, we have a rep firm that represents our station in big markets where there are big advertising agencies. And he started on that side and kind of made his way into it. Uh, but he spent. He was. Uh, he's the general manager at W um, at uh, in Orlando mm-hmm. at the Hearst station in Orlando, and he was at WYFF in the Upstate for a good while. I want to say six or seven years. Okay. And then they moved him back to Orlando West WESH. Uh, in Orlando so yeah and and the good part about it is because we both grow grew up in this business we had the ability to talk to one another and great sounding boards for one another when we came into issues you know between the two of us uh, that we could talk talk through it with each other and try to figure out what's the right move what's the you know what's the policy here you know how do we handle something and and John's been uh, just a great uh, advocate for me and I hope I've been the same for him. So that kind of catapults to the next question is the trials and tribulations of what happened in 2020 with COVID and for TV stations, uh, like many businesses, we were impacted greatly. So we were, and we had to figure out a way to do business differently. And that meant people working remotely. It meant that we you know, we, we had a significant decline in revenue over the course of several months, which was hard. We're proud to say that our company, Nextstar, and our television station, we never furloughed anyone. Mm-hmm. We never reduced a headcount. We, we were financially sound uh, because of the leadership in our company, and we were able to continue through that. That doesn't mean that, that we didn't have our moments. I mean, it was tough, you know, the, with all the civil unrest that was going on over Memorial Day. You know, we had folks in here that, you know, on that Saturday night, that it was crazy. Yeah. And we stayed here till late. And I think what people miss about, a little bit about what we do as broadcasters, you know, you always hear the bad stuff. You know, you, you hear the, the term fake news being thrown around and, People get disenchanted with some of the national media and kind of their bias that's out there. But we don't have a bias here. I think if you honestly watch what we do on our television station, we are, we are really objective in how we approach everything. And we try to tell the story without giving our opinion. And we pay a very close attention to that. And we talk about it a lot. And I think that's what we did over 2020. And we actually, I also think that where people were getting... You think about all the hospitality people in this town that didn't have work. Right. We were working twice as hard here. It, it made our job that much more difficult, and people were working more hours. And it, it became all the things that we were covering and the different things that were going on. I mean, it was every day. You think about all the town halls that we did, the political debate right. that we hosted. We had one of the largest, I'd have to get the number, but there was more money spent in this presidential political race, you know, the 
race last year in 2020 than any other time in the history of South Carolina, for sure. I don't think there's any question about that. It's a big number. Uh, in fact, I'm working on a little um, presentation about that for a Rotary Club in Mont's Corner to talk about what that looks like, just because it's interesting. Right. Um, and, and it's and it's a, just another another layer of what we went through in 2020. It's amazing. I know you as a general manager, you're hands-on. You've got a staff that kind of follows your lead. Um, obviously, we get complaints sometimes or comments from the viewers, and, and I know you personally read them all and take them all to heart, and, and we understand that we are serving this community. And, and uh, So what is your philosophy when it comes to, you know, how do you handle something like that? So first of all, I, I return a lot of emails or phone calls or whomever calls. The ones that I don't return are the ones that make character assassinations mm -hmm. that make statements that are rhetorical that they're not asking a question if somebody just sends us a nasty email and says i hate you you stink i don't want i'm never watching your television station again because it's something that somebody said look you know i i, I the, the likelihood of me um trying to talk to that person it, it depends on why right it depends on why if it's just nasty and mean and filled with you know, a lot of bad words, mm -hmm. probably not going to get a call back from me. But if you have a legitimate concern, you have a question, or you don't like something we're doing, I love talking to our people, love talking to our viewers. And I think the most important thing that we can do is thank them for taking the time to email us. I yeah. Mean, I mean, think about that. If, you, if you're, you're, you've got to be concerned about something to take the time to email us or call us and say, why are y'all doing this? They actually care. I mean, if you look at that from a different perspective, you can see that they actually care about what we're doing on air, and it's only right and proper for us to engage them and say thank you for letting us know how you feel and what you think and have an answer and talk to them about it and walk through the whole problem. So moving on, moving forward, uh, where do you see our industry going uh, from this point on? I know we've learned a lot, uh, maybe different ways to do business, different creative ways to bring newscast or programming to the viewers. Uh, is there anything that just jumps out at you? It's like, you know, I think this is what we're going to continue on doing. Well, I think what makes us a great industry and what makes the local broadcasters important is the local content that we produce and the, the investigative reporting that we do. The, the fact that you can talk about the Weather Channel all you want, right. but there's nobody else on the front lines like we are when a hurricane's coming. Nobody knows the community like we do when we have severe weather. We actually know the names of the roads yes. in town, yes. right? I mean, it's, you get these guys in here and they say, well, I'm over here in Hugger. Well, it's Eugene, <laughs> right? You know, you know, I'm on Lagar Street yep. downtown. Well, it's Lagree Street, you know, th th things like that. Yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's what's good about us and why we're always going to be around is because we're so local and because of how many people, the, the people in our building genuinely care about our community because we're part of it right we are part of the community and we're engaged in that community and and just to you know not to heap blood on, on again on on what you do with toys for Tots, but that's a prime example of something that we do for our community year in and year out that is that no one else could do nobody else is going to do that nobody right. else is going to go get 125,000 toys and distribute them 
they won't. I mean, they don't, they, you know, it's just, with us, our partnership with the Marine Corps is a fantastic thing, and I think that's a shining light on something that we do, that one of the, another reasons of why we're always going to be around because of things that we do like that for the community and in the community. Well, Grace Oaks, uh, it's been a pleasure, my friend, and uh, and thank you. You're our great leader, and we follow your lead, and, and you lead this TV station. I know, again, your door is always open here for us personally, but also for the viewers if they have anything they want to say. And uh, just make sure you leave the four-letter words out, and, and you'll respond. You know? I, I, yeah, don't don't say bad things <laughs> you know, like that. Too. Don't, don't, don't use dirty words. I'll call you back. But, uh, but you know, I, I'm honored to be have the Wizard of Weather. To look up as chief meteorologist <laughs> and picking me to be your first uh, interview and, I'll, and thank you so much I, I really do appreciate that and I hope that if there's anything that um, that the folks listening to this uh, take away from this is that we do genuinely care about our community and, and what goes on here and our mission is to keep the community informed and safe great thank you very much and I hope we've gotten a chance to get to know Grace Oaks here today